Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, this is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. First, before we get going with this very special episode, I just wanna say that I've been thinking of you all during these challenging times. I love you guys and I really appreciate that you always show up and you always listen to this good news movement. I believe that staying positive and finding some good news right now is more important than ever before. And that has always been the mission of this podcast since we launched it back in 2018. So welcome to podcast number 74. Today, we're going to be talking about a simple but difficult concept of being you. A brand new book focuses on this idea. Extra, The Art of Being is a book meant for the person who wants permission and inspiration to be themselves, the power to look, dress, and feel exactly as who they were meant to be. It is time to stay in your lane and embrace the real you. The author of this new book is also my friend and my fellow leader at Beauty Counter, I'm so lucky to be introducing her to you guys today. Joining me now from Chicago is my friend, the author herself, Christina Glickman. Welcome to the podcast, Christina, and congratulations on your new book, your new baby. How are you? Thank you so much, Nina. I am so happy to be here, truly, and I'm just giddy as you just share what you've been doing the past couple of years because we need good news. I know, we do, we do. And so thank you for all the work that you do because um, it's a it's a pocket of time that I know I'm always excited to hear about, which is something good. So thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all the support always. But tell us, how are you doing during this challenging time? I know you're in Chicago and maybe things are starting to slowly reopen there, but how has it been going for you and your family during this, you know, strange time that we're in right now. Sure. You know, it is such an uncertain time. And I think that what has been great for myself and my family is that, um, you know, our true north has always been about, are you safe? Are you loved? And so to be honest, a lot of it hasn't felt different during this time. I would say that we are so grateful because we are healthy. Nobody is sick. I'm grateful that we can pay our bills. I'm grateful that my children still have e-learning and they do have a computer to work on. And so there's just an abundance of that kind of feeling. Um, and so we've been doing okay. I mean, I, I like to call them champagne problems, canceling trips, kids not seeing each other. Those are all things that are fine. And so um, we're good, we're good. And so I feel like at this moment in time more than ever, it's given me the opportunity to do what I love most, which is, to really serve other people, like who's having a really tough time and to validate all the feelings that are out there. Because like I always, my favorite word is and, you know, you can be grateful and you can be bummed about, you know, <laughs> not getting your hair colored, whatever it might be, everyone's allowed to feel. And so I think that, you know, less judgment, more compassion. And I feel um, privileged to be able to have a mindset like that because a lot of people don't right now. And so uh, we're doing okay. Well, that's good. I like the I like your and. I think that's that's really good. I love that. It's not either or. No, you can be both. So let's talk about the book. Give us the backstory about the book. I love it. I've been reading it. It's next to my bed. So tell us a little bit about the backstory on the book. Like, where did you come up with the idea? Sure. Um, I mean, a few things. One, um, I did not have any grand plans. So the story I'll tell you is sort of hindsight. 
and how it unravels. And I think that the biggest message for me is that you just keep moving and you keep doing things that give you joy. And that sounds like a simple concept, but it's really not. And so um, I, I lost both my parents and my mom about a year and a half ago. And again, this is in hindsight, this wasn't the purpose, but suddenly when I wasn't a caretaker, that I have been for so many years for my parents or obviously for my children, there was a little slice that opened up. And I said to my husband, Adam, and as you know, I work for Beauty Counter, which is in my blood and I love it and it's my life. Um, I take care of my children. I do, you know, parent association. I do mission trips. We do all these things, right? But I said to him, I'm really missing the creative energy part of me that I love. I used to be in advertising. You know, I love fashion. And I felt like, what else is there for me? And um, I said, you know, I'm going to start kind of going back to fashion a little bit and see what, what comes of it. My husband's a photographer. He's a creative director. And I was, I said, um, why don't we just start taking some pictures? You love to, he's always perfecting his craft. And he said, sure. So we'd go on the alley and he'd take some pictures. And, and so I wasn't even on Instagram at that time. And I said, well, why don't I start putting them out there? And, and there's just a lot of hidden stories in here, but I'll try to keep it succinct. But um, I started doing that and it felt good because I was expressing myself. But what I was learning along the way is that the message was coming across more as like about clothes or um, should I tag the shirt I have on? And I kept having to go back to what I was doing. And there's nothing wrong with this, but I was never trying to be an influencer. I never wanted you to buy my shirt. I never want, not that that's bad, but that wasn't what I was trying to do. What I was trying to do is express myself. And, and so throughout that time, I started taking the pictures and I said to Adam, I said, you know, this isn't enough because this is the shell of me that I know is a little bit different, but it's also the message I really want to talk about is embracing who you are. And so my message is not about like get crazy hair and wear patterns that don't match. My message is about you being yourself and like what makes you feel really good. And so I had this moment where I thought I really need to sort of pen this story about how I became myself. Now with that comes a ton of negative narrative in your head. I'm not so important. Why am I so special? Who wants to talk to me? Why do I get to write a book? All those things. And I just stopped myself and I said, you know what, but there's only one me and I would like to resonate with someone out there if it's one person and this is my journey and that's enough. And so I set all expectations aside and said, I put out there, I like to call it like my Oprah Hell's Bells, and I know you love Oprah too, oh, my Hell's Bells dream, which was I want to be a speaker for women. I want to serve in that way. I feel like I was put on this earth to make women especially feel better about themselves. And, I, and again, I don't suggest I'm Gandhi or Mother Teresa. I just mean every bone in my body wants to give in that way. And I thought, well, I'm going to start to share my story who I am, how I got to be me, all the little quotes and stuff that you've seen in the book. Those are all the words I say all the time. And obviously it was such a big part of the last five years of my beauty counter world. For those that you know about beauty counter, these are all you know women and some men that are trying to do good in the world. And a lot of what we do is just community building, talking. And so I realized that what I'd like to do for my future um, alongside obviously beauty counter and the mission work and all these other things is to really let women sort of feel seen, give them permission and confidence to be themselves. And that's a journey. That's not an, an overnight. Yeah, that's, that maybe is your life's, your life's work. Yeah. But to know you, Christina, is to love you and your big heart. You're known by so many of us, especially through our beauty counter community, for your big heart. But you're also known for your crazy hair. 
So let's, let's just get right to the hair. Yeah. Talk about it in the book a lot. It's sort of like your signature look, but give us the backstory on the hair. How did it, how did it come about? And just how do you, like, what message do you think, you know, rocking a certain hairstyle and just not, not, not giving a hoot what other people say? Cause I know that, you know, everyone that knows me knows my son has long hair and a lot of people have something to say about it. So Right. What's your message with your crazy hair and, and tell us the backstory of, of how you, how you got your wonderful Yeah. Hair. Well, I like the story because so for my whole life, I had long hair up until the time I was almost 25, like, like way past my shoulder, long hair. It was my security. Most women, it's their secure security. Um, I, like I said, I was in advertising. I was out on a shoot in LA. And at the time, for those of you who remember the brand finesse hair care, um, if you are my age and, uh, Heidi Klum was not even Heidi Klum. She was our talent and she brought her celebrity stylist on. And at the time it was like Meg Ryan and like those kind of celebrities, little tiny Italian woman. And she kept saying to me, I want to cut your hair. I want to cut your hair. I said, absolutely not. Like, I don't want you to cut my hair. And she never even said what she wanted to do. She just kept saying to me, I want to cut your hair. And she would say to me, I want to cut your hair. It will change your life. Like she said that over and over. Finally, after two weeks out in LA, we were out in the middle of a field. So just picture no, no mirrors, no nothing. And I was in like a director chair and I said, you're okay. I don't know what came over me. And, um, I came out with this and cried my eyes out, thought I looked like a boy. How do I ever recover again? How will I go back to work? Um, I didn't have a boyfriend even at the time, like this is not gonna work. And again, this was not purposeful, but I just started, I feel that was a, a turning point of starting to own it in a weird way. You know, and it kind of just became me. And part of the thing you said about being a signature, but I think it's kind of funny and I mean this and I hope I can articulate it. I actually am not trying to put myself out there. Does that make sense? I don't mean to walk into a room with big hair and like loud pants and be like, look at me, everybody. The reality is I cannot be another way. That is the truth of it all. I cannot operate any other way but me. I have to have my hair like this. I got to wear what makes me comfortable. And if you told me that, I mean, uh, I digress, but when I went to DC for beauty counter and they said that, you know, you have to dress kind of conservative, I was stressing out because I thought, how do I go and be myself and represent and be a constituent and talk and, and sound smart and do all these things if I'm not dressed like myself? And so that's why it's kind of like this combination thing, which is, you know, how you put yourself together into the world is tied to how you feel about yourself. And so I, I would have at these conferences I'd go to or, or meetings at school or wherever it is, women say, oh my gosh, I could never dress like that. Or I would never do my hair like that. And I'd always say, why? Like, but do you want to? Like, what, what do you wish you were doing? I mean, if you don't want to, that's one thing, but I guess it just was a repeated message to me about owning who you are because you truly are your best self when you wear yourself. Mm -hmm. You know that I'm sure. And it's, for me, honestly, it's so exhausting to be anything but myself. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like we went to, this is so random. Like we went to this black tie event and I know I was supposed to wear a, this gown. And right before we were leaving, I looked at my husband, I go, I can't do it. He's like, what do you mean? I go, I cannot wear this dress. This is like not me at all. So I totally changed. I went kind of against the grid, but again, it wasn't for this big grand statement. It was like, I got I gotta do me. And I just, that just has to be the way. And so, and again, I think some of it's age, it's life journey. It's not an overnight thing, but I swear the second you stop trying to be something that you're not, 
is liberating. I know it feels good, right? It feels yeah. so good. Yeah. We have to embrace ourselves and love ourselves first and foremost. So I love, I love that story. So Christina, what's it been like launching? I like to get real here. So what's it been like to launch a book in the middle of a global pandemic? What has that been like for you? Well, it, again, um, I always joke around that, you know, like I'm always like shooting rainbows, but I like to look at the opportunity in it. So once I got past the, all my launch plans were canceled, the parties, the big ideas, the fun things I had to unroll. Um, I literally said to my, I, I say Adam all the time, cause he's like always in my world. And so I, he was working in the back room, uh, this was a few weeks ago. And I just looked at him and I said, I'm going to launch it today. He's like, what? I go, I'm putting the book out there today. Cause it had been on Amazon, but you know, nobody knows it's just sitting there until you really put it into the world. And he said, wait, what do you mean? I was like, am I waiting for like a marching band with teddy bears? Like, what am I waiting for? We're all sitting home. The party's not happening. Forget New York, forget LA. Like it's not happening. And so he's like, okay. So I sat in the back room. I put my little photo out there and I just texted it out to the world and into Instagram. And again, not that people are sitting there waiting for it by any means, but again, I think in sheer style for me, it's just moving. I just said, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. No idea. This is not how I planned on launching. That's for sure. I did not plan on, you know, sort of all these ideas and strategies and none of it happened. And I just thought, you know what, we're just going to put it out there. So once again, I shifted my mindset and said, what do I know for today? This is what I can control. And it's just going to be what it is. And, you know, for me, this is the long game. I mean, I, in all honesty, I'm not here to like, you know, sell a million books. I'm really here to hopefully just be able to talk to women the rest of my life. Like that's what I hope mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Now, where do, where does like, there's so many good, like motivation, inspiration, like your book has so many nuggets in there, but where does that come from, from you? Does that come from your mom and dad? I know sadly they've yeah. worked out the way, but does that come from them? Was that part of your childhood? Like, where does that, yeah. all that goodness come from, from those a, nuggets? A number, a number of places. Um, you know, one, I would say really specifically with my dad. I mean, he just worked his tail off 24 hours a day. I mean, we had a hot dog restaurant, which means that I worked. So I grew up with a work ethic of you work. That's just what you do. And so, and when someone doesn't show up, I mean, I think the only day my dad had off was Christmas day. And so when someone doesn't show up, you work. And so I think that work ethic came from definitely from that, that there's no doubt there. Um, but I, I think that in terms of the motivation to like show up every day, like how that resonates in and of itself really comes from, I believe, um, you know, experiencing loss, experiencing big things that, um, and knowing that you can get up from them and also knowing that nothing is forever and nothing's really a big deal. I mean, in general, I mean, it's just really not. I mean, so I think that that's where my motivation comes from. And again, trust me, there are plenty of days I'm just not wanting to, you know, put these hoops on my ears and get, get going. But for the most part, um, I make a choice. And I always say that it is a conscious choice for me every day to get up and show up. I don't just get up with like birds, you know, chirping around my head with rainbows. Like it's a choice. How do I feel today? I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And so, and and I think also that it's not that easy, you know, I mean, life is very hard. And I, I, I always just say to so many friends when they're going through something, I just always say like, please give yourself some kindness and grace. Life's hard, you know? Yeah. Especially, especially during these times, yeah. Lately, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where did you get the confidence though? Was that from your parents? Did that come over time? Does that 
maybe like, does Adam give you the confidence to your kids? Like, where does that come from? Because when I, when I see you and then I read the book and just knowing you, you have, you rock confidence. And I think so many people out there want to sort of like get your confidence and, and, you know, own that the way you do and rock it. That's so nice. And I swear to you, the way I feel about it is the reason I'm so confident is because I don't know. I'm so confident because when I walk in a room, I know I'm not the smartest, the prettiest, the best mother, the best spouse. Like I don't have any, I have nothing to prove and nothing. I'm just here wholeheartedly to either learn from you, sit with you. I, I don't, my confidence I think comes from being okay, just being like not trying to be something I'm not. I think that is so, I mean, and, and you can relate to this, Nina, going into some of these um, larger beauty counter gatherings. And I'm so in admiration of people like you and all these leaders. And, you know, you walk into that room and you think like, do I deserve a seat at this table? Like, you know, this person's got this and this person's got that. And then I just kind of like stop for a moment and I say, yeah, like I am me. And this is what I bring to the table and nobody else is me. And, and that's enough. And I think that's a constant narrative. I don't think we just wake up with it, but I really do believe it's, it's all about mindset and, you know, some days are better than others. And I, I, you know, that, that whole thing I always say about staying in your lane, because it's so awful to just look around you and just think, cause guess what? It's the truth. Somebody's always better than you. Somebody's always like, you know, but if it, if it leads to paralyzing you, that's where it's a big problem. Yeah. I always say comparison is the thief of joy. So yeah. as soon as you start comparing, you have to switch that mindset like right away. Yeah. yeah because that, that's, that is the opposite of good news. That's bad news. That is. So you talk about in the book, wearing your scars proudly, yeah. which I think is such an important message because we all have them. Right. And, um, tell us though, like, what does that mean exactly to you? Sure. I think that, um, uh, you know, I always say to my kids too, that, you know, when you go to bed at night and you put your head on the pillow, that's for you to discuss with yourself how you're doing. And if you didn't do so great today, then maybe tomorrow you'll do a little bit better, but you know, right. And so for me, again, I think really back to my parents and this caretaker role that I had with them, especially, um, with my dad over the years. And I guess what I mean about my scars and my wounds is that, I always felt that those created who I was. Now, again, would I love my parents here? Of course I would. But I think when you walk through somebody really with death and you experience that, you reflect on how did I show up in this life? Did I do the right things? Was I there? Should I have done this and that? And again, nobody's perfect. But I think that those scars, if you're willing to really look at those kind of wounds in your life, whatever it might be, and you can make them better, it's who you are. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, like I said, I think that's why right now, you know, and this is nothing bad, but you know, certain friends that are really concerned because their kids going into seventh grade and they're not going to have the junior high thing and they're going to do, yes, I worry, but I'm not going to worry about academic rigor. I'm going to worry about your mental state and your heart. How are you? Are you okay? Because we can get through anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I really just believe that uh, this is another just kind of funny example, but sometimes when I'm you know, dealing with people that are maybe just not so kind. I say either they haven't experienced enough in their life to realize this is not a big deal, or maybe they, they have experienced too much and that's why they're so crabby. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I really truly believe that um, I don't want to give my kids the red carpet of life. 
I need you to have, I need you to stumble. I need you to fail. I need you to have loss. I need you to have some tragedy. I need you to have all those things because it's, it makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, you know, being real and being you. Yeah. So I think that's so important, especially as a mom. So I appreciate those lessons so much. So what did you learn through this journey of writing the book, right? It is like, it is like another baby. So I'm sure it was like such a process, but what did you learn about writing the book? What from writing the book? What did you learn about yourself or about the process? Sure. I mean, I think it validated a few things, which is um, I'm scrappy. I don't plan. Things just come out of my mouth. And so, I mean, most of the stuff I would write like in my car you know, waiting to get my coffee and it would just kind of dial off me and I put it into my notes. Um, I would never sit down, but today I'm going to do this. Like I'm a very sort of passionate person and it just kind of comes out. So I learned that that is how I, I operate best, which is in the moment, go for it. You know, let's make it happen. I think the other thing is <laughs> truly, truly letting go of people think of me. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I mean it in the nicest way. I don't care. Guess what? My husband loves me. My children love me. I'm good. And if you're my friend, you know what I'm trying to do. So even if you pick up the book and you think it's a piece of junk, that's okay. I mean, I really mean it. You'd never tell me because you're my friend. Um, however, I did it for me. I did it for me. I did it. I felt also like, I remember when the first copy came home and my kids opened it and we all kind of started crying a little bit. And I also had this moment of like, I'm going to give this to them. And no matter what happens to me, they know who I am. Like from here on out, you know, they know who I am. And if anything, I hope that it is a suggestion to somebody to just do what you want. I don't go for it. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, about the whole judgment of it all. What I've learned about myself. I don't, I don't need to be the best of anything. I need mm -hmm. to be the best of me. This is part of me. And I don't even know where this book is going, what I'll be doing. I have no freaking clue, but I know that I did it. Did yeah, it. and you must be so proud. We're all so proud of you. And it must have been really cool also to work alongside Adam. I he's know. so talented. His photographs of you always, even before the book on I Instagram. He's such a baby doll. He's yeah, such he's a baby so doll. talented. And that must have been so well, cool I just, to do that together. I joke around that, like, you know, you want to do a couple things with somebody, right? Like, you want to golf or you want to do whatever. And I'm always like, well, that's kind of our thing. Like, if we go away for a weekend, like we take pictures, like that's our thing. And so um, it, it is fun. It's funny. I did a few little videos of him because I am such a pain because I have no patience. Like he'll take one picture and I'm like, are we done? Do we get it? He's like, I took one picture. I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, did you get it? Like I'm done. And so you'd be a terrible uh, supermodel there, Christine. Oh. Well, that's the other <laughs> You're like one photo and I'm out. Oh, one photo and I'm out. And that's the funny part. Again, we did this on this video, but you know, my husband would be like, okay, so stand here or, or crouch here or, and he's like, well, give me a different look. I'm like, I am not a model. I have one look. Like, what do you want me to do? And then, and I'll make this quick, not that anybody would know, but if you went way back into my Instagram, when I first started posting photos, I cut my head off because I wanted to show the clothes. And I thought, I don't want focus on me. And then somebody kept saying like, but you're cutting your head off. Like, that's it's like not even you, you know? And so then I slowly like revealed my head, but it, uh, the reason I did it in hindsight, again, is I was afraid of the haters. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to model? Are you trying to, and then once I just realized like, I don't really care. Yep. I don't need to tell you what I'm doing. I right. don't need to explain it to you. I don't owe it to you. Yes. Um, 
I think that's the beauty of us being 47, both of us, Christine. Oh, isn't it? Right. We just don't care. I, I really just don't yeah, care. Yeah, I know. We just don't care. And in quarantine, Blaine was oh. like, can we do TikTok? I'm like, sure, let's do it. No, I don't care. Cares. I don't care. Totally. Totally. It, ma- it made her happy. And like you always say, like, as long as my kids are safe yeah. and happy and loved, it's all good. Like, I, so. don't, I don't need to, you know, and in fact, I mean, I'll just go back to like, if there was a TikTok hater on there for you, I would be like, that is just because you don't have confidence enough yourself to do it. Right. Like this right. person's trying to be happy. Why are you taking them down? Exactly. Who doesn't love to dance a little and sing and lip sync and play right. fun music, right? right? It's, well, it's like- funny when you say that because this is what, uh, another one of just my really favorite stories about people being too cool for school. And I told it on, did I tell it on that call? I might've told this story yesterday. Anyways, was about this whole idea that people try to be something they're not, right? And they're mm-hmm. way too cool. And I say that, and this is not a, a bragging moment, but this is a story, which is um, Adam was nominated for an Emmy a few years ago. So we went to LA, red carpet, the whole thing. So we're with a bunch of people that were with us and he got to walk the carpet because he was a nominee. So we'll walk the carpet and we go to the Kodak theater. And of course people are taking pictures and realize we're nobody and they stop taking pictures. And I say to Adam, well, let's go again. He's like, what? I go, oh yeah, let's go like two more times. So we went like three times. Everybody was mortified because they were all acting like, you know, really like they were cool. Not me. I was like, where, when else am I ever going to do this? Yep. Living in that moment. In the moment and not being like anything more than just grateful that I was there. And you know what? I mean, I just, I don't have much tolerance for that. Um, You know, we're all just the same people here. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So you and I um, have connected on so many different things, but we both are always, you know, seeing the good in people and we're always super positive, but um, sometimes, and I'm sure you, you know, you feel this way too. Like so many people look to us for like that positive, like reinforcement and that like good news. Um, And so what happens to you? Like, what's it like when you have a bad day? Because people always ask me all the time, they're like, Nina, do you ever have a bad day? Are you ever in a bad mood? And I'm always like, yes, I'm real. I'm real. And I do show that, you know, but I think like they just look at us as like, you know, like people always joke with you that you're like pooping out rainbows. And I always say like, life is not rainbows and unicorns. Like I do live a real life, but I try to always do the glass half full, not glass half empty, but What's it like for you when you have a bad day? I mean, first of all, I will say though, like kudos to you, Nina, because that's a choice. And that's not something that you just, you're so lucky. Um, And I used to feel in the past, now I think about it in a few ways. One, I'm lucky enough that I have the right chemical balance that I actually can have this great day, right? Like not everybody has, you know, when it comes to their mental capacity, they're not wired in that way. So like, I feel lucky that I can start out of the gate in a good, in a good frame of mind because my DNA lets me do that. Like, so I feel grateful for that, but, um, Oh, I have bad. I would say instead of bad days, I think I have moments. Mm -hmm. I call them one is my Cinderella moment where I walk around the house and say, I do everything. You guys do nothing. Everybody just gets quiet and starts mopping floors. And then that's probably every two weeks. So the Cinderella moment comes there and I got to get it out. But what's good is then, then I'm okay. So for me, um, I just have to express myself. So if I'm not happy, I'm not happy. I'm not a really good faker. Um, And the other thing I will say is that if I'm really having a tough time, I do my best to stay away from people. 
because I'm a feeler. And so then I feel like I have to clean up a mess a little bit because I am always so happy that if I'm not happy and you sense I'm not happy, I don't like that because I want to actually make you feel good. That's just like, again, being like the Enneagram two person, like I want to make you feel good. And I, if I can't show up in the way that feels best for me, I take some time. I'm like, I'm not ready. Even like boxers or messages. It's like, you know what? I need a moment. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Give me some time. I'll get right back to you. Christina, be right back. Yeah. When, when, when the rainbow emerges, I'll be back. Yes. 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 So let's talk a little bit about Beauty Counter. We both um, have been with the company for five years, which, you know, is so incredible to like look back on that time together. Um, But what do you like, what do you love the most about our brand? I feel like, you know, we all sort of love different things about it, but what does Christina Glickman love the most about our company? Well, again, just my gut reaction is just the people. I mean, it's not why I joined but it's the people. I I mean, this collection of human beings that are so kind and the fact right now that in this moment in time, you know, Greg Renfrew and the entire headquarters, I've never been more proud to walk alongside what we're doing and how they're taking care of their people. And, you know, you can say that all you want, but if you don't show up and do it, it means nothing. And so I, obviously I'm so proud that, you know, we are a leader in clean beauty and we're, we're advocating tirelessly and we're changing laws and all those things, please don't minimize. But at the end of the day, everything starts and ends with people and they're taking care of everyone's hearts. And I think that's also why we are so successful because, you know, if people are not seen and they're not heard, they will not perform. Um, so I'm just very, very proud. And again, like I feel this way, this community has saved me. I mean, I feel that whether or not it's, you know, you who we don't directly work together or someone else, I, I could have, I swear I could have 50,000 people that I could call and say, could you help me? Not beauty counter, anything. And they would come running. And I really feel that way about this company. And I think it's because of the culture that was created. That doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. I know we're so lucky. We're so lucky. And I know that, you know, also too, that, you know, the income that we're able to make, especially during these challenging times that the way our company is set up with e-commerce and that we've still been able to, you know, share these amazing healthy products with people and still make a living while so many others out there are having a hard time or they're furloughed or they've laid off or, you know, I just feel like every day we're so lucky. I'm so grateful for this, right? So grateful. I mean, you know, it was one thing before to always say, I know I love to work on a social mission and I get to make a financial income and I get to be home with my kids. But now when you're in a situation where thank goodness we have a digital platform, thank goodness I can serve people this way. And I think I'm just so proud that in the marketplace that we're in right now, we're giving jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal. And so I know for my family, this is saving us. Like, thank goodness I have beauty counter. So, I mean, I joined for the mission, but I also a hundred percent joined for the financial um, reasons for sure. Yeah, I know we're all so lucky. So what do you think is the reason that you had success was with beauty counter? Was it the hard work ethic that, you know, your parents instilled in you, you know, because I, I feel like we have that in common too. My parents were the same way. I've always worked like I've never not worked. Right. So, um, do you think it was the hard work ethic that you have and that you were, you know, willing to put in the work and, you know, it wasn't just given to you on a silver platter, but no, you know, you've had, a, you've had amazing success. Well, I mean, first of all, I've never done any sort of business like this before. And, um, 
you know, I always say hard work is hard work and there is no magic. There is no fairy dust and there's nothing that is separating anybody at the top of this game from anybody else. They stayed and they worked hard. They didn't give themselves an out. And I use it with my kids all the time. I mean, beauty counter or not, if you want it, you can have it. Do you want to sacrifice? Do you want to stay when it gets really tough? When do you want to work, you know, 60 hours and your paycheck looks really bad? Like, do you have the vision to say, I want to stay because something's here. And so I, I tell that to people all the time, again, whether or not it's this business or something else, what do you want? Because you can have it. But if you're not willing to, if you're, if you're con in that constant state of indecision too, like, oh, I didn't really do so great right now, or the last 10 things were a failure, or, I mean, I, I feel that way in general, that if you give yourself the opportunity to dip out, you're not going to make it in that way. Now, again, if you don't want to, that's one thing. But for me, I knew that if I just kept at it and kept going and still now, I mean, I'm five years in and I hope to be, you know, another 50, like I want to keep going and that's all you can do is keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's so good too, because I'm sure with each year, like, like we're so similar each year, I feel like I'm growing in different ways. Yes. So I love that. It's never like the same thing, you know, no, and I now with are. this book too, it's like you're growing, you know, and I'm sure you feel like, and I, I've heard you say this, that, you know, beauty counter almost gave you like that push to do the book. And it was the same with me in this podcast. It was like, because I had beauty counter and I had success and I had this community that I was able to like push myself to do the podcast. You know, it's like, we're very, we have that similar um, sort of journey um, that I think is, you know, beauty. I feel like, you know, and I've said it to Greg too. I'm like, thank you. You know, you you helped me well, launch this podcast, and I'm sure you feel the same with oh, the book. I mean, I sent her the book, and I said that Beauty Counter penned the story here. No mm -hmm. doubt. No doubt for me. It, it, and again, it's all about that going back to, like, saying yes to things that give you joy. Saying, mm -hmm. if I had to know what the next A, B, C, D, all that down the road, I, I would not go anywhere. I have to just know that what I'm doing right now is, is for a good reason. And because otherwise, too, like, you didn't start Beauty Counter to do a podcast you know, but you were open to all the opportunity that came your way. And that's why I say like now, even I literally, after we get off the podcast here, I don't even know what's going on with this book. I have no idea. Like it can stop here and be like, okay, that was great, Christina. That was awesome. And then, okay, then I guess what else am I doing and where's it going? And, but like being okay with that allows you to just like go for it. Mm -hmm. What's the worst? But you're also open, which is good. You're also open to like see what happens next. And yes. I think, you know, being open is also so important. So Christina, how can people find the book? I know I'm going to put everything in the show notes for people, but okay. how can people find the book right now? Because it's already doing so well. And we're all so proud of your success. And you've only been, the book's only been out for like two days. So where can they find the book? So you can find it on Amazon. And um, you can also find it on Barnes and Noble. I know on Amazon yesterday it was kind of sold out, but we're getting more in, so you can still order it. Um, but those are really the two ways. I think you can also find it on like Google and iBooks, but um, those are really the two ways. And um, if you do want a copy that has a little note in it, you can let me know, because some people have been doing it that way. Um, but yeah. I'm just so honored that you had me here, Nina. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's so fun. I'm so proud of you. And tell us all because you guys, you everyone knows I love Instagram and I know oh, you yeah. do too. We like the positive parts of, of yeah. social media. We like the good parts of social media, but how can people follow along 
yes. follow you and follow your journey with the book and everything yes. else. Where can they um, find you on the gram? My Instagram handle is just my name, Christina Glickman. And um, I keep everything there. I also keep a lot of things in the highlight reel. Like I just did a whole video section with Adam, which I think is kind of funny because it talks about how I made him crazy. Um, so I have a lot of those in the highlights. But other than that, that's where I keep everything. I host yeah. everything there. I mean, I'm on Facebook too, but you know, Instagram's much prettier. Yeah, we love the gram. I know it's so good. It's so good. And every time I see one of your pictures, it just makes me happy. So well, follow Christina for like a little dose of happiness and feel good. And like she just inspires us all to be ourselves, stay in our lane and be, be us. We want to just tell everyone it's okay to be you. I think that's so, so important. Well, so, and you, know, you only get one shot at this. So yes. you might as well show up as yourself. It just, yep. any other way I think is, um, you know, you deserve more. Yep. And you're teaching your kids. Your kids must be so proud of you. You're teaching them so many important lessons. So, I hope so kudos to you, mom. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Christina Gluckman, the author of Extra, The Art of Being. Don't forget all the information on her book will be in the show notes. So thanks so much, Christina. Thank Love you. And so proud of you. Thank you. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Balanced Bites. These freshly prepared meals are delivered right to your home. We love how easy and delicious these healthy meals are for our entire family. Right now, you can use my special promo code, GOODNEWS, for $15 off your order from balancebites.com. That's balancebites.com. Use the promo code GOODNEWS for $15 off. Eating healthy has never been this easy, and that is good news approved. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember, you can find Nina's Got Good News on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also, rate and review all her podcasts, too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXL.